Hey, this is Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters Miami, the host of The Game of Life. Welcome to The Game of Life. I'm Gail Nelson, President and CEO of Big Brothers Big Sisters and your host today. And I am pleased to have in the studio, Nikki Spo. What's going on, Nikki? Hey, Gail. Thank you so much for having me here today. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Nikki, we've, the time we've spent together already talking about our respective personal journeys, there's so much synergy. And so I tell you what, I'm excited. But the the breaking news for me is that your passion for mentoring. Tell me about it. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, I feel like this, first of all, I feel like this whole meeting is like so serendipitous. You know, I feel like it's come full circle and just like from the beginning, the first time I ever um, had a moment of philanthropy was with Big Brothers Big Sisters so mm. many years ago. So I'm just so like it just is totally so full circle for me to be here. And I'm I'm just so excited and you know, as far as mentoring, I I've, I've always loved being a mentor. I was a teacher in an inner city middle school for five years and I coached the dance team there and I taught English language arts and it was, it was the, well, it was some of the most difficult years of my life, but definitely the most rewarding. And it changed me. It changed me as a person and it, it helped me grow in so many ways. And, you know, it's interesting that when you give to other people, like it winds up giving back to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And no doubt That's about it. That's the biggest it. thing for me. But let's go back to that fundraiser and philanthropy. Uh, yeah. How old were you, Nikki, when you did that? So I was 17. And 17. Yeah, I was 17 years old. Um, I grew up here in Miami. I, I was public school, born and bred, Devonair, Arvida, Killian High School, FIU. Like, I'm a Miami girl, right? Yes. And so I I was, um, I had a, tr a little bit of trouble in my childhood, and my... But the way that I expressed myself was mainly through dance and fashion design. And so after my, after go to school, I'd go to dance practice and then I'd go to my grandmother's house in Kendall and she would teach me how to sew. Mm. And I became so passionate about it and, and just designing clothing that I would, I decided that I would have a fashion show um, of my own that I produced. So I made 52 full looks like, and I made all the garments from scratch and I like had girls that I was friends with on my dance team or from cheerleading practice that offered to be models for my fashion show. I had it over in Miami Beach. Um, my da I used my dad's connections because he was a Miami Beach firefighter. Yes, and so yes. he somehow convinced like one of the hotel owners to like let me have this little show at, at the hotel. And we charged like $5 per ticket. And so all of the proceeds, we wound up raising about $2,000. That's so incredible. I, so, you know, I couldn't believe it. And, and at that time, $2,000, and it still is, $2,000 is a lot of money. So you're thinking about like people buying $5 tickets and then other people making donations. Um, on behalf of Big Brothers Big Sisters to come see to my just to come see my show. I mean, and support me and like what this was about. And so we did that. We made that donation and I, honestly, Gail, I didn't even know at the time why. And here's where this this comes full circle again. It's just like all of it. I had a teacher. She was my English teacher in high school and she was the one who told me, like if you're not sure what to do, I have this I know of this really impactful organization, Big Brothers Big Sisters, you could donate the money there. And I didn't know enough at the time. But that's what I did. I just followed her lead. And it's really amazing because that woman who was my English teacher later became like a really important mentor in my life and mm -hmm. helped spearhead my journey into education. And when I got my teaching certificate, I went crying to her to her classroom right before like teacher's week. And I said, how am I going to get my classroom ready in time? Can you help me? And there I was, an adult, 
so many years later, sitting in her classroom yet again. Like, she is my mentor yet again. Making an impact on my life on how I can make an impact on others. See, that's the beauty of mentoring. Yeah. We get it. A mentor, a trusted friend and counsel, a caring person that gives back. But the guidance she gave you. Yeah. And then the emotional support she provided to you. And yet, at again, you're in high school and you had that philanthropic mindset to give back. See, that's in you. And as we think about just mentoring Nikki and we think about just the journey, so many of our kids need just that person in their life, that one person to say, you can do it. You're going to be okay. Because so many, including myself, my parents divorced when I was two years old. We talked about that. I think about the dad I am today is because of who my dad wasn't. Yeah. And so it did, I didn't let it define me. You, have, you are a powerful woman who has so much to give to others. And so tell me about your journey. Thank you. I mean, I can totally relate to you saying, like, you are the man you are today because of the man that your father wasn't. Like, yes. you know, my mom is still living, but I'm, I'm very open about the fact that I have a very strange relationship with her, and I have had that all of my life. Um, my mom is an addict. She um, abused alcohol um, all of my life, and it was a really, really tough time growing up, and I suffered a lot of, like, really personal, deep, intimate abuse um that i've worked through and i i shared with you earlier it's like i didn't even realize that this abuse had existed until much much later in my life when i was 26 years old but when i met lauren book yes and um just listening to her story um as a survivor of childhood sexual abuse like i was able to uncover really deep deep um memories that I had kind of like implant, like just suppressed completely from my childhood. And it wasn't until I was 26 years old that I was able to uncover those things and actually deal with it and tell my family and really start the healing process of that. But as a young girl, like I, my father was a firefighter hmm. and he's, he's an amazing human and I love him dearly. He's one of my best friends and he's just like objectively just a, this amazing human being. Like most people who know him see that. And I'm so lucky that I have him and especially and also like other adults that came into my life, which I want to talk about also later. Yes. But I spent a lot of time cleaning up after my mom and the things that would happen because of her illness. Um, and so at a at a young age, I became a caretaker of an adult. And that was not my role. That should not have ever been my role. And I didn't have any siblings. And so I just I moved on and I just persevered and I just this was normal for what it's worth it's normal um it was normal for me I didn't know any different um and so when I think about it like I fast forward into my time being a teacher I think about how I worked in an inner city school and I heard the stories of so many of my students and the struggles that they were going through uh you know and it's it's a, interesting because everybody's worst, everybody's situation is the simultaneously the best case scenario and the worst case scenario. Child services came to my home. Mm -hmm. I remember being deathly afraid of leaving my parents. I would never, not ever, have thrown my mom under the bus because it was way scarier to risk having to go into an unknown scenario than to like sit with the discomfort of what I knew. Mm. And so I think about like how we do that in our adult lives. And so we take those survival methods, those survival skills, and we do that in our adult life. We sit in discomfort because it is more comfortable to deal with something that is not good for you because it's familiar to you. That's right. So it takes so much, I think, for, for people to now to 
work through that um, to come to a place of healing. And so fortunately, like I've had the resources and because I saw my mother go through her struggles and kind of, well, not kind of, she lost herself. I was then scared of becoming a parent. Um, and I hit my own personal rock bottom after the birth of my second son. And I am now in recovery and I've been in recovery for over a year. Uh, it's the best thing I've ever done for myself and for my family and for my loved ones uh, is to go through this healing journey. But it would not have happened unless I had met that met Lauren Book and she had become a mentor for me. So when we talk about like the concept of mentorship, yes. like we are always mentoring people. And so I think about like what you're doing with your platform and you have this podcast and you're opening the door to have conversations that are meaningful and impactful, you are mentoring somebody indirectly. Like you could be helping somebody that you don't even know. That's right. And that's the beautiful thing of like what you're doing and what I'm trying to do, you know, and I'm trying to emulate that in my own right. So I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful for the things that happened to me when I was young. I don't wish them on other people, um, but I do think that it made me who I am today, absolutely. Your resilience, going back to your childhood, taking on an adult role yeah. as a child. And so that is very common. You taught in an inner city school. That is unfortunately the norm in too many places. Absolutely. But in addition to that, as you grew and you came into your own as an individual, as an adult, as a woman, I want to stay in that space for a minute. We're going yeah. to talk about those who mentored you along the way. You mentioned shout out to Lauren Book yeah. and all those who are uh, in the space of just helping children deal with trauma. The research is clear. Adverse childhood experiences, a mentor is a strong mitigating force uh, against that and to help address some of those challenges. But so many uh, women are defined or feel as if they are defined by their circumstances, by the surroundings, as opposed to this is who I am. And I applaud you as a survivor. I applaud you as a champion. You've been victorious. And so now you are in that space, you know, as a mentor, uh, Nikki. And I just wanted to just take a moment to applaud you for that. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Like That's I, real. It's, it's weird sometimes. Like you look back on your history, the history of your life. Anybody, yes. right? You look back on the history of your life and you're like, how did I get here? Like everything, everything was important. Everything mattered. Like every step of the way was like intentional. There was something that had to happen to make it all make sense. That's exactly right. Yeah. As I think about my daughter, as I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you, I think about my daughter, yeah. Alexis, who's graduating from high school this year. Yay. And she knows who she is. Yeah. She knows what she brings to the table. And I tell her, I joke with her all the time. I said, uh, that future husband of yours <laughs> will be blessed. But not, not because it's he who makes her, but it's she's already there. Yeah. Uh, and that's such a powerful thing as we think about our children and growing up. And we talked earlier, you know, about family. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you think about family, you're a survivor, but you're also a mom. Yeah. You're a wife, but it's you are you. And so when I sit here with Nikki Spo, uh, that's that has cachet, that has value. And there's so many little girls who just don't have that, Nikki. So what's your message to them, to that little sister out there? Who's thinking, well, I'll just go ahead and find Mr. Right, and then everything is all good. What's your message you to know, her? You it's, know, it's really funny that you mentioned that because I feel like even when I was teaching, like, I felt like the girls would look up to me sometimes and say, wow, you just, you have it all. You have it all. Mm. You got Mr. Right, and you have it all. And, and that's so far from the truth. And let me tell you something, is that I did, I, I'm still learning myself. Like, I did not get to come to my, my personal inner knowing until one year ago. 
Mm. I'm 34 years old. Mm. This, my advice is like, you have to relentlessly look inward and stand in your power and your truth. That's my advice. And let me tell you something is that that doesn't start or end. It doesn't have a starting point or an ending point. Like it is ongoing. This is something that you get to do for the rest of your life. And I say get to do it because you have the privilege of change. You have the right to change who you are at any given time. It's just one choice that impacts the next choice and you do the next right thing and the next right thing. So this isn't something that like you get to a place and you arrive and that's it. Like it is ongoing. It's something that you do forever. That's right. You know, you don't ever, we don't want to stay stagnant. Like the world around us is evolving and so we have to evolve with it. And you hope that you have partners and people in your life and mentors and just other friends, everything that, that you are on a growth journey with. It's not, a, it's really not about like arriving. I would say that. So to any young person who is listening or a, a mentor to a young person, like that's my advice is like be, be fearless in looking inward, be willing to do the work and be willing to do the work forever. Like, and know that that's just, that's the best way to evolve and live your most authentic truth. Powerful feedback. We're here on the Game of Life Mentoring Podcast with Nikki Spo talking about mentorship, talking about resilience, talking about just overcoming and you being you. And having said that, Nikki, we talked about mentors uh, and those who've helped us along the journey. You mentioned Lauren Book uh, and helping you out. There's so many mentors you've had in your life. Talk to us about some others. So Lauren Book was instrumental in me uncovering those like deep, dark truths about my life that I kind of had, I had suppressed for a while, but I have had teachers and coaches along the way. Um, my English teacher was a huge, had a huge, huge impact on me. And honestly, like if it wasn't for her, like, I remember, here's the thing. Teachers have a, have an impact on you, like more than you realize at the time. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I remember she saw something in me. She saw that I could write creatively and she really breathed life into that for me. Like I love writing now. Like I know for a fact that if it wasn't, if she had not come into my life and like said, Hey, you have something here, I would not have pursued it, you know? And so there's that, like, she also influenced my desire to become a teacher. Like, that was major. That was a huge part of my life that I, don't, I would not be me now if I hadn't gone through that phase. And like, maybe one day I'll come back to that. You know, like w we won't know that just That's yet, right. but it was a very, very impactful time. There have been just soul sisters in my life that have, have walked in. And you know, it's, I always say, it's like, it's not, you don't know the impact that somebody's gonna have. It could be for a reason, a season or a lifetime. That's right. Like some people can come into your life and it's short and sweet. Um, and others can stay for a long time. I've had countless women step into my life and reveal more of myself to me, whether that was against my will or with love. <laughs> you know, like sometimes people reveal things about your about yourself to you that you don't even want to see. That's right. Like you don't want to see the ugly things about you, the things that hurt and are painful to cope with and deal with. You know, I've had women come into my life. I like, and and here's. My most recent mentor came into my life the day that I decided I wanted to get clean and sober. It was at the beginning of the pandemic and I, I knew in my soul that I had a problem. And here's the thing, I was so functional and I, I looked like it ha I had it all together and you can like scroll social media all you want and think that somebody's life is perfect, but mm. you never know what's going on. That's right. I knew that I had a problem. And so I had plenty of friends telling me, no, no, no. No, you, you don't have a problem. I'm like, no, no, guys, I'm, I'm waving the white flag. Like, I definitely know that I need to get help. And I called this woman 
And she came over to my house and we sat out in my front yard. This is during COVID. We sat six feet apart in the pouring rain and she heard me and she saw me. And that was like one of the first times in a long time that I had been given hope. And she walks that path with me now every day, one day at a time. And by the grace of God, by the God of my understanding, I live a, a, a clean and sober life now for over a year that I'm, I'm so proud of. That's beautiful. Leadership is a journey. Yeah. And you talked about not arriving. Yeah. And the beauty of just leadership and success is that relentless pursuit to always be the best version yeah. of yourself. And so I'm hearing that in you. What a message for our kids, a message for our bigs, a message for everybody. It's a life lesson. Just keep plugging away, keep driving at it, keep working at it, despite uh, the obstacles as well. And as we think about uh, just expressing oneself, mm -hmm. we talked about academics. And yeah. certainly in the midst of a pandemic, coming out of this pandemic, uh, Nikki, we think about kids just being able to be heard. Yeah, having their voice and expressing themselves as well. Uh, so you've danced uh, yes. as far as what did that do for you? And not only, and when did you get started and what has that done for you? Because we think about the arts yeah. and kids expressing themselves. So imagine with mentorship, when you seek to succeed and go on that leadership journey, just finding creative ways to express oneself. So I had to dance. Like, I don't know what I would have done without that outlet. Um, mm. I was obsessed, like next level obsessed. And like in hindsight, I realized that I wanted to get out of my house, that being anywhere except for my home was better. Um, and so I would close down the dance studio. Like my coaches would say, okay, okay, Nikki, you have to go home now. It's 1030 at night. Like we're closing, we're shutting, we're closing the garage door. You gotta go. Um, and I would, you know, I'd pack myself and I'd go, but I'd be the first one there and the last one to leave. And that did not, for the record, make me <laughs> the best dancer in the room. Like I, You put some work you know, in. But I did put the work in. I really did. You know, and I wasn't bad by any means. But, you know, and I, I eventually, like, was able to dance professionally. Um, and I, it's, it's actually funny because I, I didn't know anything about sports at all. Like, I was not a sports woman. But I needed to have some type of creative outlet. And so dance became it. And it was, it was passion and it was emotion and it was real and it was raw and I had never ever in my life felt so alive except for when I was on a stage and so I was really lucky that my dad said you should try out for the Miami Heat dancers when I was graduating from high school and I was like no there's that silly like sports I had this whole stigma of what professional sports dancers were is that they weren't real dancers so my dad got tickets um to a game from his dentist because we did not have <laughs> tickets we're not a sports family and he took me to this game. We sat in the lower bowl, and I took pictures. I remember taking pictures with a probably a real camera, not not a phone. <laughs> and I took pictures of the dancers. And I didn't watch any of the basketball game at all, at all. I took pictures of the dancers. And little did I know that I would audition for that team. I'd make the team, and that those women would become my lifelong friends mm. that I have in those pictures. And so those are some of my mentors too. Like I think about like my life and some of the older women that I met. Like I was 19, 18 years old, 18, 19, and some of these women were in their early 20s or mid 20s and at that time you know an age difference is a big thing yes and these women that moved across the country to be part of this group of women dancing professionally for a sports team and those women have had a lasting impact on my life they're people that know my children that know my that are were at my wedding and still influence me and and help me to be a better person every single day and so that was a huge gift that i had the opportunity to be able to do that um, 
And it changed my life, you know, and I was so lucky and I was able to do that and go to school at the same time before moving out to California um, to pursue art, which, you know, so if you think about like the arts, like I needed to always have creative expression. I painted and I made my, I made design clothes. And so I was just really passionate about that. And I get to do that now in my life in a different way. Like it has evolved in a different way. Like I get to, I got to do that with my students for a while. And now I get to do that with my own children. And now in my own right, I have my own podcast where I get to creatively speak about all the things that I'm passionate about. So in one way or another, I do feel like I have an opportunity and a privilege to, to say something that will mean something to someone else. I love that. Tell me some of the things you're passionate about, Nikki. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, I love I'll always be a creative person. Like I love cinema and I love novels and I love fiction, um, you know, but I'm also like I love nature, like anything mm. that has to do with creation. Right. It sounds a little out there sometimes, but I love it. I, my favorite place to be is out on the water. You know, I love being part of the environment and like whether that's if, if my, back in the days when we were traveling. Right. Right. <laughs> love going for hikes like I love. I love being what, like just there sitting with nature because it makes me feel small. Mm. And you know, in a, in a society that needs us to be big all the time, right. I love that opportunity to feel small in the grand scheme of the, like, of the world and the universe and feel like, yes, I might be one small person, but I can do a big thing. You know, and there's this really interesting like juxtaposition of the largeness and smallness of all of it. So like I don't know like maybe that sounds a little bit like woo woo but it, to me like that is what it what is what makes me happiest what i love about that is when i knowing your personal story yeah it's perspective right cuz there's always something bigger than us yeah it's not just about these these challenges i've gone through don't define me i can be bigger than this yeah. i can grow beyond it so i love the connection uh to nature the connection with you know what let me just exhale yeah soak it up and we live in paradise too nikki i, mean, I know so we do. it's kind of like you know automatic uh but but having said that that's all a part of the journey you know stop and just and smell the roses uh, appreciate celebrate those small victories if you will along the way because we're going to take our lumps through life as well as we both have but here we are here we are and you expressed an interest in becoming a big sister. Why is that important to you at I just this stage like, in your life? I just feel like there's a huge op- there's so, well there's layers, right? I just feel like it's such a huge opportunity to have a really positive impact. And I, you know, we we just passed Mother's Day, right? Like Mother's yes. we had Mother's Day a couple weeks ago, and I I think a lot about the the girl who has to mother herself, and I was that girl who had to mother herself. And I carried the weight of that. And I've, I'm still mothering myself today. And that's hard work. Yeah, That's hard work. Nobody taught me how to be a woman or like how to think or how to stand up for myself or how to advocate for the things I want. Like I've had to scrap it and put it together. Like, and it's been really messy. And let me say something is that there is a lot of beauty in the meltdown. Like there's the beauty in the breakdown. There's the beauty in the mess. Like there's a lot of really good stuff in there. However, if I can have a positive impact on a young girl, on a young woman, someone who has questions, who is curious, who, you know, has like that sense of curiosity and the will, I want to be there for someone. And also, like I want to show my children who are boys, right? I want to show them the act of service and being a partner and a mentor and an influence and using their platform which they will have, you know, 
to make a positive change and do something good, and that that is ultimately what life is about. Nikki Spo, you are special. And what started at age 17 with an investment, youth philanthropy <laughs> is real. It is. It's real, and may we never underestimate the power of our youth. You invested at age 17, and as you put together in sewing, that you have those patterns, correct? So you, you sew with patterns. You put together a 52? Yes. 52 different looks. Well, I tell you what, you wear it well, Nikki Spo, because mentoring looks good on you as we think about the success journey. Uh, your, talk us, talk about your podcast too before we wrap up because yes. guess what uh, do you you allow uh, guys to come on your podcast I can be I your podcast I would love to host you all right okay I would I love make sure to you, host it's, you it's all good it's so, all good my podcast is called the No with That's Nikki Spo and it the the No is not about being a know it all it's not about knowing everything it's having the willingness to look within to find your inner knowing and so I touched on that a little bit in the beginning about how I did not know who I was and it was too scary to look within right. That's what it's about, is having the guts to look within and stand in your power, live authentically, and empower other women to do that, to step into their truth and live the life of their dreams unapologetically. I love it. Thank you. Power woman, Nikki Spo, doing her things, not not a victim, a survivor, yeah. doing her thing, helping not only her children but setting an example for all who are here in South Florida. Nikki, it has been an absolute pleasure. This won't be your last time. I hope not. No, this this is this is buy one, get one free. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> We're going to make this happen. So thank you for your investment at age 17. Thank you for who you are today because you are certainly encouraging so many uh, that not only come into contact with you, but that will be influenced by what you do every day. On the Game of Life, everybody makes the team, but how you play is up to you. Let's go. This is the Game of Life.